On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. Matt and Maddie's Manic Maple Leaf Musings. Here it is! Scores! Buds and Bolts. Ooh, and it's alright and it's coming on. We gotta get right back to where we started from. Love is good. Love can be strong. We gotta get right back to where we started from. Off and running. Night one in the books. Toronto Maple Leafs 5, Tampa Bay Lightning 0. As we start something here new on the Tall Can Audio podcast, Matt and Maddie's manic Maple Leaf musings. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll kick this off. We'll see how uh, how long the Leafs want to keep us doing these, man. But uh, buds and bolts, game one in the books. How you feeling after that one? I am feeling the best I've ever felt <laughs> after game one of a playoff series since probably 2003. Right. Back I mean, how, Gary how, Roberts how, days, right? How could we not feel this good right now? Yeah, that was I mean, about this, this as was, good as it could have gone. You, I think, if you had asked, and, I mean, if you were on Twitter, you would have seen what everybody felt like before this game. <laughs> and it doesn't matter that this was the most talented team that we. I mean, we almost had for the first time ever two hundred point uh, uh, point getters this time. Yep. Uh, this team has been unbelievable. The most points, the most wins. 60 goals from Austin, and this team, the fan base is still just shell-shocked, right, from years of bad luck. Um, yeah, I, I don't it, think anybody would have said, hey, this is how we're going to start. And, you know, I, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, it was, it was Nylander who had the breakaway, yep. or at least that mini break at the, be- at the end of the first. And I thought, uh-oh, right. classic Leaf move. You don't put that goal in. You're coming back in the second period. No, not this time, right? They no. just kept firing and firing and firing. Really, really great to see. I mean, Take and make Jake gets it done when Willie didn't. Uh, right? That's right. The yeah. Muzz gets into it. So uh, just before we start digging into some of the, the particulars, yeah, we're going to do these after as many uh, of the Leafs uh, playoff games as we can. And uh, uh, we'll keep these coming at you. I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. We're getting a lot of fun, uh, fun feedback about it so far. So um, we're going to try and get that done. I- I'm with you, man. I, I- Going into it, I feel like I've been reasonably level-headed, right? Reasonably calm. They're a good team. Tampa's a good team. And this could go either way. But yeah, the, the Leaf fan base is has been beaten down over the years and, you know, is, is a little jumpy, even if not completely, you know, expecting doom, just like I don't know how to react right now. And I found myself, just before puck drop, I, I kind of caught myself. I'm like, what are you doing? Because I was pacing around my condo, but doing nothing. <laughs> like, I wasn't pacing to the laundry machine. I wasn't pacing into the kitchen. I wasn't, like, there was no purpose. I was just wandering around, and it, 
I looked and they're like, you've been doing this for like four minutes. You're going nowhere. You're doing nothing. You're just, and I, I was just a little, little jumpy, man. And, uh, when you get that five minute penalty right off the hop, you're like, Oh, fuck. Oh, here we God. go. Here we and go. You, okay. Two things here. One, I found myself for whatever reason, we had two of our buddies show up, uh, and I was kind of perched behind the couch. <laughs> and of course that's when Muzzin scores the goal. Right. So now I can't sit down. No, that's it. Like that's You're it. Committed, for me. Man. Now I'm, I am now standing for the rest of the game. Does not matter. Right. And I was like, hey, we got another. I don't care. I don't care if there's a seat. No. I don't want the seat. No. I am doing this for us. This is the passion that you guys because us. I care. I yeah. yeah, I am doing this for everybody in the room and across the province right now. So if anybody's listening at home, you know what you have to do. Okay. Yeah. We're all in this together. Oh, yeah. Wherever you sat, whatever you were. Now, this is it. I got to stop us here for one second, man. There was one tragic element to the evening and everything was going great until during the second intermission, I took a step back over to the keg fridge. I pulled the tap and it just spit foam and air. It was dry, man. On night one of the playoffs, I have allowed the TCA studio keg fridge to run empty. So, I mean, I feel like the interns probably got to pay the price for that. Yeah, right? honestly. We're getting a new intern tomorrow. You're fired. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's where we're headed here, man. Like, I, there's going to have to be an emergency call placed on Wednesday morning yeah. or on Tuesday yeah. morning to our guy and just be like, hey, now, like right now, like, because this is it. Drink what you were drinking, sit where you were sitting, wear what you were wearing, all these sorts of things apply after a game like that. And I was, I was horrified. To see what happened at that uh, at that tap when I stepped in there in the second intermission. You know that that's a uh, that's a rookie move, and I don't accept, expect I, that from you. It's fucking or your amateur interest. hour here, man. Yeah, I can't believe uh, I allowed that. That's pretty sad to see. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. We're gonna have to reevaluate the office managers. In here. Honestly, I, I'm the only one who didn't get it done tonight. <laughs> I, w- I would want to. I would want to have a maybe a little uh, quarterly review. Right. Uh, with some positive change of management feedback. coming here yeah, at TCA, definitely. maybe. Yeah. So when that happens, the the Kyle Clifford, you know, that fourth line gets out there, and there was a lot of talk. You know, Spez is sitting. They're getting Clifford and Simmons out there, and Keith had sort of said he almost expected the series to be borderline violent, which turned out to be fairly, Correct. fairly Correct. on the nose. Um, I, look, I didn't love that they sat Spezza, but I really, to be honest with you either, I didn't think Spez had been great in the second half. He had had a good last two weeks of the season, but I kind of went, all right, like if this is what you're expecting, I get it with Simmons and Clifford. And then it was only like maybe the second line or second shift for that fourth line. You know, Clifford hits somebody, uh, then turns and then buries that hit from behind. You're down five yeah, minutes. Yeah. That felt like. Oh, here we go, right? This is a Maple Leaf oh, thing sure. to have happened. Of course. This is going to go terribly. And that may have been the turning point in the game in the opposite direction. That penalty kill was incredible, man. What are you th- seeing in that uh, those five oh, minutes? That, 100%. I mean, that could have really sank the ship really quickly. Uh, they already killed the first two-minute penalty. Then you get that almost immediately after. So we don't have Matthews. We don't have Tavares on the ice at all. Right. For what, you know, for, for half the period is yep. what it felt like. Yeah. I'm sure they got a little bit of ice time, but not a lot. Um, and then the, the fans were amazing during that period of yep. time. The player, I mean, they were playing their hearts out. They were just gutting out that the last bit of that five minutes. Um, 
really keeping Tampa on their heels, not letting them settle in, just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. That was playoff penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic. Uh, if, if there's one thing, and I know everybody's going to make a big deal about, you know, Austin got two goals. Mitch, him and Mitch score in a playoff game for the first time ever together. Yep. Uh, lots of offense in a five goal game, obviously. Uh, really pretty hockey, but we would be absolutely remiss if we don't point out the fact that that team won this game because of their ability to get their sticks in the lane. Yep intercept passes not even intercept just deflect passes deflect shots block shots i don't think i've ever seen a leaf game where we blo- we just tipped that many pucks mm-hmm. and it, it, we just did not let tampa get any rhythm to the point where stamkos missed a wide open net yeah, well, and it's the end of that five-minute power play where Kucherov is so frustrated with Brody breaking up that that final pass attempt that he cross-checks yeah. and sends the Leafs to the power play. Yeah. And now you're off and running, right? Like, you get yes, your crack yes. at this. You do get your guys back involved. You're right, man. That was... Look, let's not, uh, you know, be... You and I are obviously biased, but let's be real. Tampa didn't play very well either, right? Um, but, but yeah. I, thought, I don't think it's not... I don't think it's necessarily they didn't play well. I think they got... Um, they were definitely on their heels um, and they were, they just weren't able to set up because they couldn't get the puck where they wanted to. Yeah. If I'm being honest with you, man, I I feel it was a bit of both, right? Like the Leafs were great. The Leafs killed great. They defended well. Uh, They did all the things you're supposed to do in a playoff game. And that was messing with Tampa's rhythm. They didn't let them get into that rhythm as you're suggesting. But I also felt like there was just moments and, and they just didn't look quite right either. Like I expect Tampa will be better in game two. Yeah, now they didn't get the greatest goaltending for sure. They did not. <laughs> that that was not the a top-notch Vasilevsky game, right? Like that was not what you expect right. at all. Even with that many shots on that, right? I mean, the, the mistake he makes on on Austin Matthews' second goal yeah. is, you know, the, pr- pretty yeah, amateur the one for a guy like him. It hops over a stick behind the net, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's the that's the classic. You know, he's leaving the net. And then he just second guesses himself yep. for that split second, and uh, unfortunately got the greatest goal scorer in the world, right there <laughs> at the moment. At least in the moment, don't fry me on Twitter for this. Greatest goal scorer. He is the greatest goal scorer in the world right now, for sure. At the is. moment, yeah. at the moment, he is. And uh, you know, it's gonna be like you know, ten years until he's the greatest goal scorer of all time. But like, yeah, you but know, we'll cross that bridge. Sure, when we'll, it comes, and it will. Uh, look, why don't we talk a little about the five? Because. You you know this better than I do as a Raptors guy, right? You're down there. The ACC is completely capable of being a hop and building, right? It's not a Toronto thing where they can't get it done and Toronto's just quiet or whatever. There is a, a, a well-earned uh, reputation for the building being quiet during Leafs regular season games. But that's because the people who can afford... Toronto Maple Leaf season ticket holders are people coming from Bay Street after work in suits. They're not getting wild. That's the tax Leaf fans happily pay. We'll take a quiet building during the regular season for those millionaire season ticket holders to be able to put all that money into MLSE's coffers so you can go out and sign Mitch and Austin and JT and Willie and Morgan Riley and just all these guys and, and have that money in the system. It's always loud in the playoffs. People just forget. It's okay to dunk on the Leafs for how quiet it is during the regular season. It's true. But in the playoffs, it is always loud. You get a different crowd in there. It's not all season ticket holders. It's not all. And even the ones that are there 
are it's playoff time, right? They're a little yeah, louder. Yeah. It's everybody's amped up, right? That everybody's building ready, ready was to go. great tonight. And I, I get it. Last year, we couldn't have fans in the building. The year before that, it was the bubble. We didn't have fans in the building. It's always loud in the playoffs, man. I, the, it's fine to, to dunk on them for the regular season. It is because it's true. But in the playoffs, the building's always loud and they were great tonight. Yeah. It, you know, conversely on that point is one of the biggest complaints from everybody on Raptors Twitter this playoff run was, geez, nobody's there on time. <laughs> geez, nobody can get into their seats by the third quarter. Well, they were getting they've the leaf pr- treatment. They've, were they? they've traced all the real fans out. Okay. Let me tell you, you cannot, trust me on this, if you wait until the buzzer at the end of the second quarter and then you try to go yeah. to the facility yeah. and then go and get a drink, <laughs> maybe you want a hot dog, you are not getting in. You're not getting that all in in 12 minutes. Right. It is absolutely impossible. It is. I don't care who you are, where you're, actually, if you sit at the top of the 100s, but only on center court <laughs> and only on the only on the Bay Street entrance, they've got kind of like a little private uh, uh, balcony. If yeah. anybody see the concourse there, right? The little Scotiabank Lounge. Right. I uh, know it's not it's not private, but for those uh, people sitting in those seats. They've got a quick door to the washroom, to bar, and food. Right. Everybody else, let me tell you, and everybody rags on the you know the rich guys who go down to the platinum lounge. You think those bartenders are moving any quicker? No. I guarantee yeah. they aren't. Well, and I know so, you and I at different chances have both had the chance to be down there. Like, yes, I don't yes. run. I don't run in those circles. I can't afford to sit. But every now and then, you get an invite, right? It's not any better. Like, those bathrooms are lined up, as you're saying, right? The bars are lined up down there. Yeah. Even getting private treat, like, it's fine. Like I said, I have no beef with roasting those people a little bit down on that level. But as you're saying, like, even up in the 300s, um, I used to mooch some tickets off of uh, my old man bought part of season tickets from another guy. And, you know, it was section 309 right across the entrance or to our section was a bathroom and immediately to the left was a beer stand. It was still all you could do to get in, get a piss, get a beer and get back in time. But the vibe tonight, man, it that sounded like a Raptors crowd. Tonight. It was hopping in the building tonight. Yeah, I, I, great to see it, honestly. I mean, it, and I really felt like that really kind of carried the team through that five-minute penalty kill. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which which is what they needed, right? I mean, you got guys, and, you know, you're not going to start all of, a, all of a sudden running guys out who don't play on the penalty kill. No. So, you know, those guys are going off adrenaline. Maybe it was good that it was right at the beginning of the game. They still had their legs underneath them. You know, it wasn't, you know, eight minutes left in the third period or something crazy like that. But it really felt like the the team was going off the positive vibes for once as opposed to being <laughs> that nervous energy that you kind of feel like the least tend to be. Right. And, you know, you know, us being at home and we're watching the game, didn't Austin Matthews just look like a different guy that he has in other playoffs? Yeah. He, sure. he just ha- he has this look of maturity and of confidence and uh, even before he had scored he just looked comfortable after a couple years of playoffs you know like he's taking he's taking these losses he's grown from them I mean it, listen it's one game a lot to be seen lots yeah, to yeah. still prove but he just looked like he looks exactly as the guy who not only going to do it in the regular season he's going to do it in the playoffs as well now. I agree with you there. Like, this looked like his team. Like, okay, I know I have to do this. We talked on, uh, on yeah. the show not too long ago about this apparent confrontation between some of the stars and the management that maybe um, 
you know, that the management said to him, like, you're losing some games here to Buffalo and to Montreal, like teams you should be beating. And I guess the, the core kind of stood up and said, don't worry about it. When it's time, <laughs> when it's time, we will get it done, right? We will be there. In the, and they, they were doing that too. They beat Tampa. They beat Florida. They beat Boston. Um, they went out and they beat some good teams. But I mean, I mean, I, Russell I, I, Westbrook said that as well, right? Russell Westbrook, right. well, 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 renowned, you know, sound soundbite guy, sure. also said that. So I can see where and you that get was a it. Like, nervous. and uh, because you you don't have any playoff success, like we kind of said on the show, you don't get to say that. Like you haven't earned that yet. Well, they came out tonight and they looked like a team that come game one was ready to engage. And as you said, it's a long series. Tampa is going to be better. Things happen. But that's about as well as you could have drawn things up for night one. But hey, okay, and, and I, I, I know. Listen, I'm, I'm, you know, Austin Matthews fan number one here. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> the guy, the guy looks amazing. He, he, like we said, he just, you know, he, he's matured. You can, you can tell in, in the way he skates, in the way he, you know, he moves the puck. And um, but same thing for Morgan Riley. Yep. I felt, I felt this like calmness watching him play today that I don't think I've seen in the playoffs before. Like he just felt again, like he should be there. Well, and shout out, you know what? Shout out Timothy Liljegren over 20 minutes in his first ever playoff game, 59% of the scoring chances when he's on the ice over the top expected goals for like, that's a guy that Leaf fans. And I was one of them. We're sort of starting to give up on a little bit. Right. And as he came into this season, He's shown he belongs, and he, he looked fine tonight. He looked like he belonged there, and like and Keith agreed, gave him 20 minutes, too. So, yeah, there's lots of guys a little Muzz, let's talk about Muzz for a sec, right? Because that's a guy that we wondered, would he even be back healthy? If he was, would you trust him after a rough season? Um, if I'm being honest with you, man, I didn't notice him a lot other than the goal. And that's sort of what you're looking for out of Muzzin, right? His style is rub guys yeah. out along the boards, defense, exactly. solid defense. I, I don't remember much about his game other than that goal. And I think that's probably a good thing. I, I, those, I was the whole say, team will be so happy for him to have gotten that goal. Too. Yeah, and we, you saw it. I think there was an article in The Athletic about it for sure. Um, maybe it was sports that I'm, I'm kind of forgetting at the moment. But it was that question of like, okay, well, what do we do with Muzz at the end of the season now? Yep. And I'm thinking, like, wait, we're just writing this guy off. And, like, you know, some, some unfortunate, like, you know, head injuries this year. But we've just decided this guy is, you know, our, our most reliable defender for the last two and a half years. It's just, you know, he's done. Um, so, so happy. Well, to be fair, it did look right. like a little. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, you know, I, yeah. I mean, we, we, we do know, we see it with guys, um, especially in the NHL, right? Guys are pros yeah and the next thing you know they're in the echl <laughs> and, and it happens what seems overnight right um or you know in some third rate league in kazakhstan or wherever it might be right so sure. it, it's it it could happen it can happen but i thought we were you know we're kicking the tires on him maybe a little bit too early considering could we have be. wayne simmons yep. and, yep. and uh Spezza on the team still especially wayne simmons who has not had the greatest season right right um I had to have a little chuckle today, you know, when Corey Perry went after Simmons and, uh, I, you know, I mean, you know me, I, I am not a fan of fighting in the NHL. And today was just proof of that fact that, you know, we say Simmons is out there for that reason. And then Corey Perry wants to fight him and Simmons looks at him and goes, sorry, man, we're up five, nothing. Yep. And Perry goes, yeah, I know. That's why I want to, and Simmons is like, yeah, that's why I don't want to go. And I'm like, so why are we even here? 
why are we even going through this charade? Well, that's right? on like, Tampa, just... though, right? They're they're wet diapered at that point, and Simmons was right to turn and go, fuck you. Now, oh, no, no, no. Now, no, no, sure. that goes to commercial, and we end up missing the entire fucking melee that ends up taking place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess Pat Maroon smells the piss in Corey Perry's diaper, and he decides he's got to go off, too. So he starts <laughs> chasing around Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley decides, well, then fuck you, and he turns and levels Jan Ruta. Um, I don't know what's going to come. Do you expect out of that melee in the third period any suspensions, any fines, anything like that? Like, I, again, it got, I didn't, it got I didn't... nasty. Yeah, I probably not. Let's yeah. let's be serious. Maybe maybe there's a fine somewhere, but I, I can't see it being that bad. I mean, I see suspensions um, for the Leafs and fines for the Leafs. No, I, I mean, hey, hey. <laughs> I, yeah. Listen, if we want to if we want to base it on uh, the last couple of months of the NHL, right? For sure, right? Uh, man, is is Pat Maroon the NBA's equivalent of Danny Green, the guy who's just on like the championship team but really doesn't do much? Yeah, kind of. Is that is that is that him? I don't know Danny if he has a Green. sweet podcast or not, like Pat, like Danny <laughs> yeah. Green does. But, uh, yeah, Danny Green, three-time champion, three yeah. different teams. Did we eventually Pat get Maroon. Green as ring? Did we do that yet? Has, they did, they did. <laughs> uh, they they finally got to Toronto before the playoffs, and he got the ring. Okay, finally. well, that's good. We didn't have to just FedEx it to him after three years or whatever. Ridiculous, eh? Just so sad. What do you think of the uh, of the fourth line? Kyle Clifford, to be fair, he's doing his job. He, he does something stupid, but he's in the lineup to be physical, and he was, but he gets thrown out of the game in the first period and leaves you down um, shorthanded for five minutes. Uh, and honestly, I haven't liked his game much at all. Like, coming into the playoffs, he had been getting 60% offensive zone starts and still was coming out with only 40% of the scoring chances. That's abysmal. Um but he's not in there to score. I do understand that too. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's burned Keith's trust, or will Keith look at that as a one-off? Are we seeing he's him? Fine. Uh, he's fine. He's fine. So Spez isn't getting bitten for game two either. Listen, he's fine, especially with the melee. He's gonna he's gonna be back in. They're, they're, unless he gets suspended for the hit, right? Um, and we you know, and again, who knows? Could be. I yeah. even whatever Joker is running the the player safety yes. right now. <laughs> Listen, there is no way Kyle Clifford is not in the lineup for game two, given what just happened. Yeah. Would you make any game. changes? Like, is Spez coming in, or is he going to have to I, wait I this mean, out? I, I think he's got to wait this out because of the impending physicality that's going to be in game yeah, two. Yeah. I, I think that's just the way it is. I don't think Clifford's burned anything. Uh, I was sitting there with three buddies, and, you know, they all – Oh well, you, you can't do that, and this, and, and I'm like, listen, guys, it's three minutes into the first playoff game. <laughs> I'm like, what do you think, Claire, Kyle Clifford gets told before he goes out? And they're just like, well, you can't hit him from behind like that. I'm like, they basically give him sniffing salts, <laughs> and two pills of ephedrine, smack him on the ass, wave and the him red out there. red tarp in front of him. Yeah, I'm like, they've been playing Metallica in his headphones all day. <laughs> this guy is going out to do nothing. Right. But hurt people today. It, and he knows that, right? Like, he knows that. Yeah. Is he, you know, if he played against anybody else and in any other league, would he probably be a much better hockey player? Sure. But in the NHL, this is his job. And he understands that. It's like when, you know, everybody got mad about Ty Domi throwing that hit years ago against uh, Niedermeyer or whatever it is. Oh, that, fuck, par- yeah. that potentially turned the series. It's all bullshit because that's what Ty Domi was supposed to do. Oh, Listen, okay. oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. But this is, you guys, everybody forgets this. In a, in a series, in a playoff series in the NHL, there are guys who are told, 
you've got to play so close to that edge at all moments of time. He and threw you the Lex Luger forearm at that's, Scott Niedermeyer. That's fine. That is, honest to God, that's fine. We're talking about, like, if you were going to tell NHL players to do this to make it your job, you have to expect occasionally they're going to go over the edge. Now, why, for whatever reason, we love Tom Wilson and we hate Nazem Kadri? I'll let you guys make that determination. But to sit here and go, oh, Clark, Kyle Clifford, uh, you know, is Keith going to be upset? Sure, Keith's going to be upset about it, but he's not going to not play him unless the league doesn't let him play him, right? This is why he is here. Yeah, to me, I, I, I agree with what you're saying there. I, to me, it's all about what Keith thinks is coming next. Did this set the tone for a very vicious and physical series? Because there are a lot of guys on both rosters that really don't play that way. So did we set the tone physically and now it kind of settles in? In which case, I think I would go to Spezza. Or do we expect this physicality to be the nature of the whole thing moving forward? In which case, yeah, you're probably right. And they leave Clifford in it. To me, I don't know what they'll do. To me, I assume this will come down to what Keith believes this series is going to be now. Was this a a tone setting night or is this what he expects to be the whole series? Uh, I I also believe that, you know, the one advantage, we can't say an advantage, but the way this Leaf roster is built is, uh, you know, if you listen to mainstream media too much, you might not believe this, but this is a pretty sturdy team, right? Like, sure, there is Mitch Marner. And then, like, the next smallest guy is basically Willie Nylander. And then everybody else is a pretty legitimate-sized hockey player. And they're fast. And they're skilled. And that's the difference between other Leaf teams is the guys who play in the third line and into the fourth line are typically fast and skilled. And you can afford to have Kyle Clifford because everybody else just does so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't you already have so much skill in the ice that you can afford to throw Kyle Clifford out there, right? Um having Kasha back allows that too, right? Like getting him huge, back in two huge. points tonight, it'll it's a little more skill back in your lineup. Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. it does give you that top nine a little extra something so you right? can do what you need I, to I, on the fourth line. I prefer to have Spezza in. But yeah. the reality is I think after this, I think we're in for at least the first period's gonna be another little bit of a banger. Right. Um I can see going back to Tampa. Tampa's going to want to get their game back. Right. If it, you know, regardless of how it goes, and we'll probably see Spezza back in there for a veteran presence in game three. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so Mitch Marner, a goal and two assists. Matthews, two goals and an assist. The the guys who could not get it done, you know, weren't able to get on the board last year due in game one. Do you think... You know, with the headspace of this team, do you think that matters, or is it just sort of an added bonus? You know, oh, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that that was my worry with this team, right? Is that we all know what it is with certain athletes until they get over the hump, right? That belief, you know, we all think this, right? Tom Brady, as much as you don't want to admit it, for years <laughs> now, Tom Brady has known, and his team more more than him, his team knows. Yes, doesn't matter. He can he can throw two interceptions in the first half. Doesn't matter. He'll find it. He'll get it. We can be down twenty eight to three. We can. Yes. It doesn't matter. Right. We always have a chance. It almost happened again this year, right? He almost came back again. Yep. At forty five, crazy, right? Yep. It's almost like he's the greatest football player of all time. Can't believe Anyways, I've allowed you to slide Tom Brady into this show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like you said before, right? These guys, we cannot give them the. 
we can't give that to them yet because they haven't done it. Right. If they went two games at home, even if the Leafs win both games, All right, and both of them are off the score sheet, you don't. I mean, I, you know what the media is going to say. Yep. You don't know what's in their head. Yeah. Right. Are, I, I are they? Do right. they have that confidence yet? Do the you know? Does the defense have the confidence in them anymore? Does their wingers have the? Who knows what it is right in that locker room? So, getting right into it. Well, and do they? still have confidence in themselves as much as anything else, right? Like if, Well, if, they definitely do right now. They do now, yeah. No, oh, God. If, if that had gone poorly, like you said, you win the first two games, but they're not on the board. Yeah, you're kind of like, uh, what the fuck are we doing here, right? So to see Mitch get one, and like one with like some skill, like an emphatic goal too. Like it didn't go off someone's ass and in or whatever. That was a real fun goal. Yeah, that was a fun goal. It was. I, I really, I, I know it was, you know, Vasilevsky kind of slides out. Yeah. He's got the cage, but there there was a little bit of movement there. I mean, it was the whole team play too. I just that was just a fun goal to watch. Right. So that one and, and the comp goal for me were my two favorites. That one, him just chugging on the PK, right? Because the Leafs yeah. in that in that five minute PK that they had, they did a bunch of those uh, breakouts. Just couldn't couldn't score couldn't on them. Get right? it. Couldn't get it. But to see Comp get that one in the second. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. Okay, so we, we were joking about this when, when the goal happened. And Matthew's first goal, yeah, there was there was some hilarity to it, right? Because now I, I that's I, the power play cor- in the five on three. I was going to ask you, right? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but they were the power play. He moves the puck and he does this little thing that I don't even think they mentioned it on the on the telecast, but it's something that I remember watching Jeremy Rona kind of all guys do this yeah. back in the day. Was he? Would look away. Yeah, it's sort of this and half throw turn the defense, back, right? Yeah. And throw the defenseman off. Because you'd always go like, how is Jeremy Roenick always at the, you know, Ovechkin kind of plays at the at the hash marks. Yeah. But Jeremy Roenick used to be right at the foot of the crease. Yep. All the time. And he'd always be like, how the hell is this guy always there? <laughs> Especially on a power play. You're like, shouldn't you guys be playing a box, whatever it is? But Matt, it was the way he just casually passed the puck and looked like he was going to reset. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it, it was that small little, just like, it, it was everything from his facial features. Yep. That if you're a defenseman, you just naturally react the sweet to sweet mustache do. all the way through, right? <laughs> and then it gets better because we were joking. It's kind of like playing NHL back in the day where, like, if you're skating with the puck and you just, you know, you, you hit the slap shot button and you hold it <laughs> and you've got the stick up there for, like, 10 <laughs> seconds. And as soon as you made that little turn, he just... You know, he's just looking. He's got to stick up in the air. Just yeah. Like, well, they made a, me. Uh, feed me. They did a nice um, feature on that. I think it was maybe Bieksa or uh, or Jen Botterill during the intermission. One of them commented on that was a set play, and maybe that's something we should mention. Is is you know really good call by Keith to take the time out there during the uh, when they find out they're getting the five on three. Um, you know, the guys have been out a little bit. It's only one nothing at that point, and look, this is a big moment in the game. And I, I before he called it, it crossed my mind. Maybe you call it, maybe you don't. And I had sort of decided, ah, it's only one nothing, and it's pretty early. I probably wouldn't call it here. But he turned out to be correct when he did call a timeout, get everybody a break, get everyone rested, come over, and they drew up a play, right? And and they they, they kind of highlighted it on the broadcast. You know, that uh, they played a little pitch and catch down below the goal line that sucks everybody in. You get it back to the blue line. And they knew that play was coming. You talk about Matthews being there with his stick up. He knew it was coming to him, right? Yeah. He, he was ready for that. And let's let's not forget to, to throw a little love at our boy Manny Mahalcha there. 
All right. Don't for don't don't forget Manny, okay? I'm yeah, do Sheldon Keith. She, Sheldon Keith is great, but let's not forget about Manny, okay? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna forget Manny. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, this was a big one, man. Five nothing. I think we both agreed, uh, you know, that this basically anything that could have gone right tonight did. I expect Tampa will be better. I expect Toronto will face some adversity here. But in terms of getting the guys you need to get going, you know, off the schneid early. It's great getting Soupy a, uh, a shutout in game one where he doesn't have to be spectacular. And that's all this ever was for him, right? With the way they play, he doesn't have to be stealing you games. He just can't be letting in the shit that was happening in the uh, in the middle of the season between him and Morazic. So, yeah, to me... Yeah, I mean, listen, as, like I said, if you get your stick in the lane enough now it's not they're not going to deflect every single pass like they did today oh tampa's very good yeah but you know if you can provide enough of that to let him you know have a good opportunity don't let him out to dry too much you know he he's a very solid goalie right and um the team loves him and that's that's as important as anything uh, when it comes to the playoffs, right? Because you know him. they will try to battle for him, and they'll try to pick him up if he does have a, you know, he, if he does have a down goal, which we all, you know, felt that they didn't maybe do for Freddie, right? From time to time. No, that's true. So, yeah, it's a good start. Um, I still expect this will be a long series, but as you would after any game one win, let alone a five nothing win, feeling better about uh, things tonight. Then. Hey, you know what that means? It's one less game to win. Right, right man. You got to win. You got to win three before they win four. That's listen, where you're at right now. So listen, I listen. We got to win six. We got to win fifteen more. Okay, yeah, let's okay. let's not set the goal. Let's not set the goal too short here, <laughs> right? But yeah, for, you got to get four first every time. Um, I don't know. I listen. I'm the way that game played out. I. I mean, obviously, I expect Tampa, they're the champions. They're going to come with a little pushback. Yep. They're going to probably come out blaring. I expect a Leaf win on Wednesday. Nice, man. I, I am taking the Leafs to win on Wednesday. Um, I, I think they take the two games at home. Uh, which uh, of the 37 betting sites running commercials during this series will you be using to place that bet? That they win on <laughs> Holy Christ, uh, man. Are, every intermission, oh, they're running these things. And look, I, this I, isn't I, a thing against betting. You know me, man. Sometimes I do. Typically, I'll only bet on fights. Like, I don't want it to become yeah. routine. If I'm betting on the Blue Jays where they play every day, I'll be broke in nine seconds, and, and that'll be bad for me. Fights, a big fight. Maybe. Wait, okay, you know what? Okay, wait, wait. Let, let's just slow down there, big guy. If you're betting on the Jays every day and you're going broke, that's bad for my Blue Jays. Yeah, well, okay. Because okay, <laughs> I know you're only betting on the Blue Jays. That's true, man. That's true. <laughs> but I don't want it to become a habit, is my point, right? But so I but I have no moral objection. If you want to bet every day, power to you, right? Like you're a little more in touch with these things than I am. If, if, if I don't care if people want to bet. I'm not against it. I am against shitty television where I've got some guy I've never heard yeah. of in an intermission telling me, oh, the lines moved. Now. The majority of your audience doesn't care about that. So let's mellow out on the betting segment during every intermission. Yeah, that doesn't need to happen. Every segment. Right. Uh, on Sports Center. Yeah. Uh, at Leaf Lunch. Uh, on everywhere, you know. man. It, it might it might even be on like one of those L, uh, those yep. like moving screens in the back behind uh, Jennifer Bonnerill. Sometimes sure, yeah, I'm man. not even sure. No right? doubt, it, it is getting a little bit annoying. Uh, 
all you have to do is scroll Twitter to be annoyed by the betting sites. <laughs> uh, I did. That being said, I did place a nice little wager. Yeah. Uh, I had Austin to score, least to win. Nice little pay on that. Yeah. Three to one. All right. A little now, three to one win, now, so I rode that one in. And now Talkin Audio has had a betting segment. Just <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else. Uh, you and I, man, we're we're gonna hopefully have a few of these to do. So uh, hey, before before we get there, I hate to say it, but we we crossed that, we jumped that Shark Tank at Super Bowl. So that's true. No, and, and that's fine <laughs> to me. Like that's one of those things. Maybe you do, but uh, no, you're right. Before we go, yeah. we did not do one thing that we routinely routinely do. Is what were you drinking? Oh, this is it, man. This is I, I mean, other than your foamy yeah. food. <laughs> yes. I, I, I was rattled. I just went and I mixed a rum and coke. Like that's what I got. Or a rum and Pepsi. I'm a Pepsi guy. Uh, All this, right. It, I I, I had no choice because I'm sitting. There are other beers here, like, but I was just like I was rattled. I opened the fridge and there's like 15 <laughs> beers. That were like I don't know. I don't know. Like this is not what was in the plans right now. Yeah. And as we said off the top, stay with what's working. And so when the keg fridge ran out, I'm like. Oh no! Right, like well, this is it. working. I texted my uh, my dad and was like, "At the worst possible time, the keg fridge has gone empty." He said, "I hope this doesn't impact the Leafs, you know, new superpowers." I'm like, "Well, I don't know about theirs, but it's going to affect <laughs> mine. My superpowers are going to take a <laughs> yeah, hit." Yeah, I'm not going to be too good. <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, we'll we'll wrap this up here, man. We're going to try and keep these short so we can do them every yeah. uh, after every game, and and I don't have to be up all night editing. And I know you got stuff to do as well, so. Uh, anything else you want to say on this one just before we wind it down? Oh, listen, feeling good, feeling good. Leaf Nation should feel good. Enjoy it. Don't let that stress. Don't let that negative Nancy in the back of your head get you. <laughs> just take this one, game one. Lots to go, but hey, you got to feel good. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Sounds right, man. Wednesday night after game two, Matt and Maddie's manic Maple Leaf musings will return. We'll see y'all then.